You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Robbie Samuels hosts the On the Schmooze podcast. Robbie, tell listeners what to expect from the show. Since 2015, I've interviewed entrepreneurs who overcame challenges to achieve success in their field or industry. Tune in to On the Schmooze to listen as I ask deep questions to elicit untold stories about leadership and networking. And where can people subscribe? Find the show at ontheschmooze.com or on marketingpodcast.net or just search for it wherever you get your podcasts. You heard them. Go subscribe. You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy. Tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. I mean, what better way to launch a product than to have a hundred of your ideal customers already lined up, giving you feedback on it and tell you what they like and love. That's why podcasting is great for SaaS companies. Welcome to the Founder Success Methods Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Chris, and on this show, we're focused on helping founders get paid. We want to help you build that SaaS company, grow that startup. We interview some top founders from around the world and listen to their marketing strategies. How do they get to where they are? Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a thing. All right, so today we're going to get into why you should launch a podcast with your SaaS product. Honestly, and this is going to sound crazy to some people, but I think you should launch a show before you launch the product. Because one thing you see a lot of bootstrap founders, a lot of no-code you know, builders run into is they do a lot of building and a lot of creating and no marketing, right? You just put your head down and work and work and build and build and you don't do any marketing. And obviously that's a problem because for you to get the result of getting users and selling this product that you're building, you have to do some kind of marketing. I think there's a way to really, I call it feeding two birds with one seat. Launching a podcast is, man, it's the easiest way to get your ideal customers in the door, right? So I'll explain, let me break all of this down. First of all, when you launch a show, it's if you do it the regular way, then, yeah, it's kind of a waste of time and a waste of money. Yes, it is. I agree. If you just go and make a logo or you go buy a logo from somebody and you start recording stuff or you start chasing a bunch of celebrity guests to interview. Yeah, it's a waste of time. That is a waste because those podcasts are in abundance right now. Right. Most I would say 90 percent of business shows are like that, where the host interviews some celebrity, some expert. And they just kind of talk in circles about this and that. But none of it is actually beneficial to the audience. It's just a way to make the host look good. And a lot of the hosts on those on the business led podcasts are just trying to connect with people up on the ladder in their industry, which I want to say I'm not mad at. It's smart. But if you're a SaaS founder, you can use podcasting in a completely different way. The first thing is you can start interviewing your ideal users now, just imagine this. You're building a product. I'm just going to say email marketing tool because I think there are a ton out there and there's like just an unlimited amount. And I think people will keep making them. Um, so if you were building an email marketing tool, let's just say for 
freelancers, coaches, and authors. So solopreneurs, this is the email marketing platform for solopreneurs to really thrive in their business. The best thing you could do is start talking to all of those ideal customers. But this is the thing, you wanna re record it and make it an interview. Because if you just go to these people and say, hey, I'm building a product, I want feedback, they're gonna think you're trying to sell something to them. Now in the long term you are, but right now you're trying to learn more about the industry, more about the market, more about what users want, what they don't want, all of that good stuff. So what better way than to have questions for them and mix those questions in by learning more about them as a prospect. I honestly think some of these people could be your early adopters. They could be your lifetime users, right? Like if you connect with them early on and you listen to their story, you build a little bit of relationship, and then you also get some feedback on a product and what you've built. That's kind of a genius strategy, right? Now let's say you do this with 10 coaches and five freelancers. That's 15 pieces of content. And I wanna dispel this idea that it's going to take you a lot of time. Each interview can be 30 minutes. You can do this over the span of a month and then you'll have enough content for three months. So you have time to do this. Like, I mean, if you're doing customer interviews, you're already doing it. Only difference here is you're recording it really only difference. Now, when you make this content, you kind of go on a different level, man, because you're going to build a community. Like you're going to get a ton of community. You're going to get a ton of people that are like, wow, I want to be a part of this. I like what this guy's doing. I want to give him feedback on what I would like on the email platform. You know, some people are going to reach out to you and tell you what they don't want. You know, I'm just saying that starting a conversation with your customers, it just, you can't beat interviewing them. It's just the best thing because very rarely do people say no to an interview. Like when I reach out to people to be a guest on any of my shows over the years, very rarely is it a no. If anything, it's an I don't have time right now, I'm too busy, and then they'll you know spend the block later on. But for the most part, I've never really been told no like that. And I personally, I love that because that shows me that if I go and interview my prospects and I tell them, hey, I wanna interview you, I wanna have a conversation about this product I made, boom. Now, if you really wanna amp this interview strategy up, what you could really do, and this is again, this could be good, is you give them access to the product for two weeks. As you're doing other interviews we're gonna talk about later, you can give them early access to the product for two weeks, right? Like part of your, your launch for your product could be a month of getting your ideal customers to use it, obviously, and then give you feedback in an interview setting, right? So give them two, three weeks, four weeks even to use the product and gather their thoughts and opinions and then give you feedback on that product. That would be amazing because now you have a ton, like a long list of people that will want to be a part of this. It would be hard to find people that didn't want to be a part of this, right? So I, I love this interview strategy, which are ideal users because some of them will become early testimonials. Again, if they use it for two weeks and they're like, oh my God, this platform is amazing. I love it. It saved me so much time. It helped me here, helped me there. That becomes not only an early adopter just giving you feedback, but that's a testimonial you can use. So I wanted to say all of that because I know the interview and the prospects is like the key pillar. Now, another key pillar is bringing in experts. I think some of those early users you have should also be industry experts. You see, I think podcasts do well when you have a balance of content. If your show is only interviews with these famous people or these people that think they're celebrities, 
your show isn't going to do well. It's hard to build community around that. If your show is only you just trying to be educational, that's only something you can do after you've done the foundational work and you've built relationships and people know that you're an expert in your field. In the beginning, when you start a, co a company podcast, it has to have a balance where it's you teaching and giving some, you know, what they call edutainment. You're giving them direction, you know, not making it super boring. But then you also have those experts come in to answer questions you might not be able to answer. That builds trust as well, because now people know that you know the people that have the answers to a particular subject. That's kind of the balance that you're looking for. You know, you want a balance of being able to put out educational content and also do interviews. When you take that approach to it, man, it makes it really, really easy to create some amazing content and it makes the show more digestible. You know, it, it, it makes it to where people want to listen. One of my favorite podcasts, My First Million, they do it where sometimes it's just the host. They're just talking about businesses and stuff and, you know, kind of shooting the shit in a way. And then they also have guests come on. It's a perfect balance. That's the same thing your podcast needs to have. So I'm saying that here's an ideal bird's eye view. If you want to launch your show, let's say you just do 10, just 10 interviews. Five could be with your ideal prospects, the users you gave two weeks access to. And the other five could be experts that you gave two weeks access to so they could review the product as well. Boom. Now, when this show launches, you already have 10 episodes ready. Now, I wouldn't say you put all 10 of those immediately. Those shouldn't be a first piece of content. No, but you want to get those 10 done first because getting the feedback and the social proof of not only prospects loving it, but experts loving it, too. Now you're starting to build something special. And I'm telling you this now because I'm literally doing this right now on my other show, The Business of Podcasting, with a new podcast platform that I'm building. You'll hear some more industry experts coming on the show talking about it. And you hear some people that use it coming on the show and talking about it and how it is and what they don't like and what they do like. Having these conversations, recording them and putting them out is just a way to build community and build on that transparency. You know, everybody loves to talk about how transparent they are, but you want to definitely set yourself up for success, man. Having this kind of plan is just, and again, I hope you starting to see really how the podcast is different. That that's, that's the different strategy here is it. I'm not telling you to just launch a show and talk to people in circles and chase random celebrities. I'm not telling you to do that. I'm telling you to launch a show so you can really nurture your audience. That's the whole point. Because one thing that you want to do when you launch the show is give people the reasons as to why they should care. You got to give them a reason to care, man. That is vital to your success as a host. Your show has to be positioned to where people care about what you're talking about. They care what you're doing. They care what you're building because then they want to be a part of it. They want to support it. They want to share it. They want to talk about it. And I think tying it into your SaaS company is just a no brainer, man. It's a no brainer. So I think if you're going to launch a show, you want to have a balance of content from experts, but also educational guests. Um, that is just, uh, it's a big deal when you balance it out that way, that healthy balance for your show is something that's going to help you build a show that really you can continue to do. Cause I mean, when you launch, I'm telling you, when you launch a show and this is just part of the launch strategy, when you launch a show and you have that much just value up front, like think about how balanced that is. That's a really healthy balance for a show. 
So once you start getting leads from the show and people start, you know, following you, you get more opportunities and all of that stuff. I can guarantee you won't want to stop podcasting. I guarantee it. So I just wanted to give you my strategy for how I launch a show for my SaaS product. And I talked about it on here before, but this is just a little more in detail. All right. Now, as a bonus tip, I want to talk a little bit about the marketing. Like, how do you get in a month span and early on? Like I said, I think you should take a month to really produce the higher quality content and plan things out. And this is where you market too. This is what most shows miss and why they don't launch podcasts that are valuable. It, it, your show doesn't reach anybody and you, it has to reach somebody, you know, and the best way to do that in this early stage, you got the experts on as guests, right? The best thing you can do is create content that makes them look like an expert. Let me say that again. You want to create content that makes the expert look like the expert. The problem is when podcasters try to market their shows, they always market from a selfish perspective of, oh, this is a show. This is what it's about. All of that good stuff. That's not how you do it. I'll give you an example. When you look at certain bigger podcasts, like bigger pockets, when you look at shows like Drink Champs or Joe Button Podcast or Joe Rogan, they always make the guests look like the star because the guest usually is a star. I'm saying your smaller podcasts need to adopt this mentality. Like if you have on an author who is going to be famous and relevant within your market, you got to treat them as such. Even, even the ones that aren't, even the ones that are on a certain level, but they not top tier, you know, like if they're not A-list celebrity, you can still treat them A-list even if they're D-list because they're more likely to share the show and that's what's going to get your attention. And far as how, as how I do this is I like to measure out what the audience size is for my guests. Not saying that I have to get a guarantee reach or whatever like that, but I like an estimate, right? So if I'm having one person on who has 20,000 followers on Instagram and 10,000 on Twitter and 20,000 on TikTok, I now know that, that person has a reach of about 50,000 people. Now, it doesn't mean I'm going to reach all 50,000. No, but. This is a fun part. When you do this for, like I said, for example, purposes, five guests, if all five guests have that 50,000 kind of average of audience size combined, that's a quarter million reach, right? Super simple. Now, when you launch your show during launch week, you can pretty much establish that, okay, we can reach about a quarter million people through our guests alone. But again, the key is to make them look like the expert. And I know I'm kind of going into the marketing side, but again, this is where a lot of SaaS founders mess up is because you focus on building and doing all other stuff so much. You ignore this. You completely ignore the marketing side. Like, this is what I'm saying. This is the psychology of it. You know, a lot of podcasters will tell you that their guests never post anything. They never market the show, which I wouldn't argue with. That's true. But when you switch it up and you make them look like an expert, and I mean through the type of quote cards you use, I mean through the kind of audio clips you select when you promote the episode, you know, that's such a big deal. That's such, oh, it's so important. So I just, I want you to start thinking about what kind of show you will launch and really think about the outcome that you want. Like if you want to get users consistently, I mean, I'm saying you probably got to learn to love podcasting. 
But if you're launching a show, you never launch anything else. Having a show before that, it's not going to do anything and make you more valuable. So I know you probably have some questions. And if you do, I want you to hit me on Twitter at Chris Podcasting. I'll see you next time. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.